Hi everyone, this is Marilyn Bradford, and I would like to welcome you to my Left Turn podcast. What is your left turn? Writing a blog, parenting in a different way, letting go of the old because you are aware of something greater. Left turns are choices we can all make. It's about a willingness to step into the unknown in any area of your life, to trust yourself to risk creating or trying something new. It's about letting your true uniqueness shine. The greatest people who have lived, artists, statesmen, writers, explorers, musicians, have all been people willing to turn left. What capacities do you have that you have not acknowledged? What would your life and the world be like if you were willing to turn left? Welcome, everybody, to this edition of the Left Turn Podcast. And I have one of my favorite people with me today, Susie Godsey. Susie Godsey wears more hats than anybody else I know. She is the technical director of Access. She's a whiz. In fact, people have called her a technology whisperer. And I think that's true. I heard rumors of her calling up uh, companies and saying, well, I've been using your widget for this, that, and the other, but I have this question. And they're like, you can't use our widget for that. She's like, well, I've been doing it a couple of months. So she gets technology to do what she wants it to do. She's also amazing with animals, with talk to the animals, conscious horse, conscious rider. Uh, she leads their program. She does the conscious horse, conscious rider uh, facilitator program, usually with Gary, I do believe, Douglas. And also she invented something called Essie, which is amazing. I've taken one of her classes and I'm just going to read because I couldn't remember it otherwise. Um it's a type of body work that assists you becoming more aware of embodiment and being able to change the molecular structure in your body, which is amazing. And she's just a totally good human humanoid being. <laughs> thank you, Marilyn. <laughs> Welcome, Susie. Thank you. Thank you so much for this beautiful introduction. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> So if you're looking at some of the left turns in your life and what would they be? What are your favorite ones or your most, I don't want to say successful, your most impact, the ones that impacted you the most or? Yeah, so. I think my, my first really big left turn in life was to basically not go down the road of, um, doing college and all that like you know i was expected to do um like a lot of people that finished high school in germany went that route and yes. um it just never really I, I i looked at all the different topics and subjects and what you could become with it and all this kind of stuff and i remember going even to the chamber of commerce and looking at what are the different options i have if i if i study this or study that and so then I just decided I'll become a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. However, it just doesn't fit what I know about you, really. Even though you have your own little ranchette out there in New Mexico. 
<laughs> True that. <laughs> but so, yeah, I, you know, but Choice Creates Awareness is our, you know, good yeah. friend, Dr. Dane, he always says, you know, um, basically. Um, so, yes, I became a, I, I, I became an apprentice in farming, literally started an oh. apprenticeship in farming oh. and did that for two years and then realized that um, in order for me to really pursue this and to really go out there, um, I had to marry a farmer because I didn't have property. Right. Um, and to acquire property was near impossible. I mean, I didn't have the money. My parents wouldn't have that kind of money. And then so I was like, marry a farmer. And it freaked me out. So um, <laughs> I quit. <laughs> So I literally quit all of that and I was like, I'm not doing that. Um, and then I think the next big, really big left turn in my life was when I moved to the United States. And in the meantime, I had started working with my stepdad, who's a photographer, and mm. I've always loved photography. So I just started working with him. Um, and then I decided I wanted to pursue photography. and. It was funny because I did not want to go to school in Germany, but I really wanted to go abroad. So I looked into the English speaking countries because that was, from my point of view, the only thing I could have a chance with because I had some English in school. By no means could I really speak English, but um, I felt like that was a language I could acquire. Um, so um, I looked into England, Australia, and the US. And I found a great school in the US and applied and got accepted and off I went. And We're so, so glad. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, you know, and it was never with the intent that I would stay here ever. You know, um, as, at first when I got there, I actually thought, oh my God, um, you know, I was really homesick and all of that. But after just maybe six months or so, I just started really falling in love with all the aspects of it. And that's where I actually came in touch with access too, many years later. Mm -hmm. But that's how I became part of this amazing, um, another left turn in my big life. <laughs> yes, for all of us, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, here we are, you know, and I'm sure there's many other smaller left turns, but I think those were the big milestones so far. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, if you if you um, become aware of look at your relationships with animals and with what goes on traditionally with animals, whether it's horses or dogs, my sense is that you've had some psychological, energetic, you just see it differently. You know, you be within it in a different space. And I know it's made a huge difference for both the animals and for people who've taken your classes. Would you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, thank you. Um, I. <laughs> it is so funny, you know, because as we really all know, we don't really look at ourselves in the way that other people see us, right? So we... <laughs> We think, well, what I do, what I am is normal, meaning everyone else can do that, is that. And I have to admit, like, it took me a long time being in access, using the tools, listening to people to recognize, oh, there are some things that I do differently. And then also recognizing that in other people where they are being different in ways that 
I don't function like that, or I wouldn't do it that way, or I wouldn't be like that. And just really recognizing every person's different approach, different way of being in the world. Um, but then also really acknowledging that for me. And I think that was a, a big step for me too, was the acknowledgement of there is something different. And, you know, um, and then having the tools of access has been such a gift because it's been uh, a great way to explore that even further. And, you know, <laughs> I was a very militant animal advocate. Well, <laughs> maybe not quite. You know, there's worse people than me out there. And, uh, you know, the tools have really helped me to really refine that in a totally different way and and to give up a lot of that weird stuff that I was first um, involved in and to really look like, hey, what actually works? Mm -hmm. But what I do get is that um, my sense of animals and us is a bit different than other people's apparently. And uh, so, you know, how how do I describe all that? I would say for me, a lot of it is pragmatism um, and really also the the willingness to look at what can every animal individually but also as the as the species contribute to my life mm. you know and there are certain things that every animal has that is so different you know i sometimes when i walk my dogs i'm like so fascinated with their ability to smell things and you know, find me if I hide behind a bush and they just follow the smell, you know, and there, there they are and like, look at me and I'm like, yeah, that was cool. Um, you know, or I mean, but then even looking at other things like insects, can a fly contribute to me and what can a fly contribute to me? What is that, you know, and just really looking, constantly looking at what else, what else can I receive? from the animals, from the insects, from the plants, from from the earth, and really kind of just get more and more of an awareness of what everything is pretty much energetically speaking. And that's been a lot of fun. And that's been a great um, expansion of my life, really. But so. you talk to them, correct? Or you talk in, can you describe that, please? <laughs> well, most of the time, we as people talk at them, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, a lot is really about more on the listening part. Um, a lot of times, my sense is that we, if we start to listen more, we get, we get to, we get to receive a lot more. And then, you know, talking at them gets minimized, because a lot of times, when we talk, when we talk to our animals, we always have some kind of purpose. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's, well, you know, it's either a command or it's something we want from them or it's an expectation we have. But right. if we really start a conversation, it becomes like different, you know, um, because then you start to also recognize who you're dealing with, because not every animal is a chatterbox, right. you know, <laughs> just like with us. I mean, you can sit next to a person and not talk for a whole evening and be completely content. Yes. And you can also have a very lively conversation with someone where basically nobody stops talking for a whole night and be very content with that too. Yes. And it's not that one is better than the other, but oftentimes we think 
animal communication is this or is that instead of really just looking at who am I dealing with here and what is the conversation that we can have mm -hmm. and being so present with it. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you about another thing with animals. What makes the approach of conscious horse, conscious rider different from more traditional approaches to horses and riding and riders and all of that? Yeah, thank you. That's, that's a great question. To me, it is really that we are so much more looking at the energetics of everything. So uh -huh. whether that's the communication with the horse, whether that is what's going on for the horse itself or anything else, it's really all about the energy. And so that makes it very different because this is not a class where you learn how to communicate with your horse or where you learn certain tricks to um, deal with your horse better it's more about really developing a trust to each other mm -hmm. recognizing um how do horses function you know and how do we function and how can we actually apply um ourselves in a way that makes sense to the horse because mm -hmm. a lot of times when people have trouble with their horses it's not because they don't have the knowledge um it's more about that they are missing something energetically. Something is up, you know, something is going on on an energetic level, either with the horse or with the communication they're having with the horse. And what do I mean by that? It can often be as simple as a decision. You know, so for example, we had a lady um, that was afraid to ride her horse. And so her horse was constantly lame. Ah, very right? cooperative of him. Yeah. And but there was nothing wrong with the horse. The vet couldn't find anything wrong. There was absolutely nothing wrong with the horse. So these are the kinds of things where it's like, yeah, in hindsight, it's really obvious. You know, she didn't want to ride because she was afraid. Her horse made it really easy for her to not mm -hmm. have to ride mm -hmm. or not even confront the issue. Because a lot of times, too, like when we're not really willing to be aware of something, then we kind of go around creating some kind of limitation yes. um, just so we don't ever have to look at it. And I know you, Marilyn, know this very well also with the people that you work with, you know, <laughs> yeah. so many, so many times um, it's really about not desiring to look at what's up, you know, what's right. up. Right. It's avoidance of something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing to me how our animals pick up on that. Oh, totally. Because yeah. to them, you know, they don't speak the right. language. They don't speak English, German, Russian, Chinese, but they are very fluent in energy and they perceive these kinds of things that are going on in your world. And if you are next to an animal and you have stuff going on, the animal knows that there's something up in your world. They yes. may not know exactly the details of it all, but they do perceive the energy of it. And they always, most of the time, they try to contribute to us in whatever way they can. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, <laughs> do you make any connection between your talk to the animals, conscious horse, conscious rider, your incredible awareness of what's going on with animals in the moment, energetically, with your incredible capacity 
with technology. I mean, I remember once we were we were all in uh, Langkawi, which is Malaysia, and it, Dr. Dane decided he wanted to do this class down by the beach. And not only did Susie wire it all up, but she got all the transplanters and did what everybody else had decided was going to be impossible down there. So do you, is there any connection there? Do you have a sense? Because I don't see them as separate really, but I'm not sure how to talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, in a way to me, there isn't that big a separation either because to me, um, the technology really also has uh, consciousness. It has, mm. um, you know, the, the, you are basically also connecting to some molecular structure. And mm. so in a way, uh, you know, I, hmm, of course there's a difference because you, you're dealing with machines, you're dealing, yeah. you know, with, um, certain mechanical things and you're also dealing with electronics and so you know the one thing that i have always found to be very interesting is how often electronics will respond to us and our energy and when we are being really intense or when we're really being frustrated or when we're allowing ourselves to have that intensity a lot of times it will impact our uh, machines you know and i've seen a lot of people that have points of views about I'm really bad at this. I hate technology. I don't like doing this at all. And then they're constantly having some issues with their computers or, you know, this isn't working, that isn't working. And, you know, I do a little bit of the, um, you know, customer support for access consciousness when, when there's like a recording issue and people will send me a screenshot of what is not working, you know, it's not working, you know, and I'm like, well, it's working for me. So let's find out what's going on over there, you know? Um, why is this not working for you? What is happening here? And to me, a lot of times it has to do with that, already that intensity of like, it never works for me, you know? Yeah, point of view <laughs> creates your reality. And um, I have to say, like, I have the point of view that um, I enjoy the technical things that we have in our lives today. <laughs> Um, I enjoy playing with mechanical stuff. And so for me, it's always this enjoyment of working together. Um, so I don't usually get frustrated quickly. I mean, sometimes I do get frustrated. I would be lying if I didn't, but for the most part, it doesn't come easy when it comes to these things. And I stay pretty calm and I really just always look and ask, so what else can we do here? What is this? Can I change it? Like I use the tools for that too um, and allow really in the situation to kind of let it show me what yeah. I have to create or how I can put it together. Um, and it seems that like oftentimes really this stuff will tell me, like I, I will see, you know, sometimes we run into some issue and something isn't working and there's four of us like, looking at it mm -hmm. and you know and then I see some people like starting to do stuff and I just look at it and I go what are you doing well doo -doo 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 -doo. and I'm like I don't think that's going to work mm -hmm. can we all just have a little space for a second and just be present with this and let's just actually look at this like we know this worked yesterday so what's going on today that's different or you know, and then usually the funny thing is something will ping. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. 
excuse me, something will ping and then that's it. And then that's it. And then you've got it. Yes. I, it's been amazing for me to watch you and the tech team and do various things. It's really like, wow. Um, beyond what I thought technology and working with technology was. It's wow. Uh, you've talked a little better. You've mentioned a couple of times about using the tools. Do you have two or three favorite tools that you would recommend to people? Yeah. Um, to me right now, the, the moment of the, or the tool of the moment is the acknowledgement. I have to say for me right now, this is one of the biggest things um, that has helped me so much in changing things is acknowledging whatever it is that's going on. So acknowledging, even if I'm in a bad mood, acknowledging that, um, that I had done something that was actually working or create a change, um, acknowledging where I did change something that I didn't think I did change, um, you know, acknowledging other people for what they're choosing, um, and not judge it, not try to fix it. Mm -hmm. Um, and really that right now for me is one of, one of the ones that I hadn't really used so much before. And this has been really, really helpful to me is to really look at everything and go, okay, so what can I acknowledge about this? What can I be grateful for about this? Um, and just really let it show up for me in that way. I love that tool because it gets me out of right and wrong and judgment. Mm. It's so much about just, as you said, being with it, what's going on right now, you know, and I know many of us judge our bodies, judge this, judge that. And when I can just acknowledge, Hey, I'm doing judgment. Okay. What else is possible? If I weren't doing that, what would I be aware of what's actually going on? I love that tool too. Any others that you've been finding very useful recently? <laughs> Who does this belong to? <laughs> that's a big one. I think that's the most, um, most people know about it and probably still we're not using it enough or we've already decided, well, that can't be true that it's not mine, you know? So yes, I'll ask the question, but then I don't actually allow it to change because I've already decided it's actually mine. And I think um that's also one of those where whew, in the beginning you know uh when i first got introduced to that tool i did the three days of who does this belong to in a row and boy did it change everything for me um i literally went from having a very busy mind all the time uh -huh. to having a very quiet mind now all the time which to me was interesting that that would actually work for doing it for three days. I have to admit, I did it for five days because <clears throat> there were many, many times when I didn't do it in those three days. <laughs> so I figured I'd do a couple extra days to make up for the last time. So, um, so I did it for five days, but I remember doing it really like diligently as much as possible. Of course you do forget and you get sidetracked and all that. Uh, but like after those five days, I was like, whoa, the quiet mm -hmm. was incredible. Mm -hmm. I I really had a very quiet mind and it's never gotten that busy ever again. Like I used to really have a racing 
mind all the time. And now there's a lot more space. And this is yeah. years ago. So yeah. th this was really astounding to me because it was a lasting, it was really a lasting effect that this had, even though I still have to use who does this belong to a lot because <laughs> golly, you know, you still buy it as buy it quicker than yeah. <laughs> then you asked the question, you know. Yeah, I know that one for sure. <laughs> oh God. Recruit. Well, thank you so much, Susie. I would uh, if people would like to get in touch with you, I would like you to tell them how they can do that. It's pretty simple. Just go to susiegodsey.com. Um, that I think is the easiest way. And then there's everything there that you can get in touch with me by or whatever. So yes, susiegodsey.com. Okay, you have programs and classes and you do a lot of different things. Yeah. Something for everyone, I would say. Yeah, yeah. and actually I just literally today um, started another uh, thing again where I'm going to be going live every now and again to do contributions um, for planet Earth and the creatures on it, including us. And so it's called We and Earth. And so if you want to just um, subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, you can get notifications or you can get notifications on Facebook when I go live because it doesn't have a schedule uh -huh. um, and it's free. And I hope to get as many people as possible from around the world contributing today. I um, actually brought in a webcam, a live cam from oh, a, an eagle in uh, Florida. Wow. Who was sitting on his chick or her chick. And so I, I just want to do stuff like that. I am excited for the possibility and uh, what else we can create with all of this. So, yeah. Well, that sounds really exciting. I'm going to check it out. Thank you so much, Susie. And thank, thank you, you for Marilyn. joining me today. Well, and thank you for having me, Marilyn. Truly, truly, uh, you're such an inspiration. And such an amazing facilitator. So I am so glad that you're doing this podcast and thank you. And I love all the guests that you've been having. So thanks for having me too. <laughs> okay. thank, you. thank you. Bye everyone. Thank you so much for joining this episode of Left Turn. I wonder what embracing left turns could create in your life. What magical possibilities might show up? Remember when you choose left turns, you are joining a group of the most creative and brilliant people the world has ever known. 